welcome everybody. We are back. This is The Pylon, the NFL podcast here on Impact 89 FM. I am your host for this season, Michael Markoch, alongside me. I have three new co-hosts. All of my uh, all of my friends last year, they all graduated. So we're coming, we're coming, brand new season, brand new crew. Alongside me tonight, I have Kevin McCormick, Minnie Patel, and Owen Ozust. How are we doing, fellas? Doing good. I'm feeling good. I'm ready for a good season. So some NFL ball, baby. I'm ready to get this thing going. So even though we have some new co-hosts, we're going to have some new opinions this year. It's still going to be the same old, same old. We're going to have the same stuff from the pile on last year. Uh, we are going to do a pick them. Uh, we will probably bring back who he played for. I know that we had some people who liked that last year. We'll probably start bringing that back next week. Uh, we are recording this on September 9th. It is opening night. Uh, we are actually recording in the middle of the opening game between the Cowboys and the Buccaneers. Um, but we will not be giving you any sort of like live reactions during the show. Um, this is going to be our season preview episode. And so we are really excited to bring that for you. Um, so I'm just going to get us started here, guys. Um, off season, it was kind of a wild one. Um, so let's just get some of your takes. Who did you think had the best off season? Who did you think have the worst? Uh, let's start off with Kevin. Just what do you think? Off season, best, oh, best boy. team boost team. Oh man, this is going to be such a homer pick, but I think I think the Lions. I honestly think the Lions, just for what, just just for where they were, just for the the spot that they were in, where you know you fire Patricia, you fire Bob Quinn, so you're basically restarting at zero, and you got Stafford there, who really doesn't want to be there, and you know the Lions. I mean, really, Brad Holmes could have kept Stafford, and that may have just kind of you know not done much for the Lions, but instead he trade he trades Stafford, gets draft picks back. And so now the Lions get, I think they get, what, two of the Rams picks next year in the first round? Uh, it's depending on where the Rams uh, finish in the season. If they, if, if, you know, if they, if they do bad, the Lions get a bunch of first-round picks uh, or a bunch of early ones, uh, but still, first-round picks are first-round picks. Um, and, you uh, know, just, just the way that they're, you know, not just by the, you know, the people who they added or cut, but just by the whole, uh, just the whole vibe of their training camp in the off season. Um, it, it's been it's been way better. It's it's been way more hopeful as a Lions fan myself. I've been way more excited than I have been in the past like three years or so. I definitely agree. Regardless that this might be our worst season out of the past four years, I think that I'm more excited than I have been in any of the past seasons. Exactly. There's They're going to so be bad, but I'm excited. That, yeah, the energy is so different. Um, and it just, it feels a lot different than it did when Patricia was here or even towards the end of Caldwell's, um, run in Detroit. So I'm, I would agree that the Lions had a good off season. Um, I wouldn't say they had the best. I think Cleveland definitely, um, up their game a lot. They went out and grabbed a couple of good pass rushers. They upped their defense. Um, Jadavian Clowney and Miles Garrett is going to be filthy no matter what way you put it and however you think of Jadavian Clowney. That's a ridiculous end tandem. So I think Cleveland had a really good offseason. I definitely agree with that. I, I feel like Cleveland has to be up there. They have the best offensive line in the yeah. game right now. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Baker Mayfield, if he can ball out this season, they are definitely Super Bowl contenders. Um 
between the Ravens and Browns, it's going to be in that division. And then today, Gus Edwards and Marcus Peters both tear their ACLs. They've had so many injuries with their running backs. I mean, their offense relies on running the football. I, I feel like this is Cleveland's division to lose. They have such high yeah. expectations. It's been a really big offseason for them. I'm going to say whoever the person, the team that had the worst offseason is going to, I'm going to say it's the Colts because they lost um, Philip Rivers, of course. They were a playoff team. And then um, they get Carson Wentz. He's still dealing with injuries. They thought they finally had the answer. But now it's, they just look at, they look like an okay football team. It should be a really interesting season. I'm really excited. Um, but it's just going to be a lot of fun storylines to watch. Herbert and the Chargers, who knows? They looked hot at the end of the season. Could they figure something out? Of course, the NFC East is always going to be like, who's who's winning that division? The Cowboys finally going to figure it out. Who knows, man? It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, oh, and I mean, that that is music to my ears with the Browns. I am, you know, all the fans who know me who listened to our show last year, I am the resident Browns fan on the panel. Um, so that is, I am really excited for this season. Uh, I think they're going to have a great year. Um, I actually really like what you said about the Colts. I, the Colts off season has been very, very interesting. Um, they traded for Carson Wentz to revive his career. And then he basically gets hurt right away. Um, word out of, I mean, what I heard yesterday from media reports, Carson Wentz is going to be ready. He's going to be good to go week one. Um, so, I mean, I think that's going to help. I personally think the Colts are the best team in that division if Carson Wentz is healthy, but with the world that we are living in right now and, you know, what matters with vaccination statuses, the Colts are really behind the curve and it could really throw a wrench in their plans if all of a sudden they're losing their quarterback to a two week COVID stint. Um, so I don't want to, you know, I'm not going to try to talk about that a lot. I'm trying to keep that kind of off the podcast. Um, but it is going to come up probably in some point we're going to see players missing some time and the Colts are definitely behind the curve in terms of their vaccination numbers. And I think it could, I think it could hurt them in the end, but I do like the Colts as a team. I think their defense is really good, but as for the best team that I think, or the team that had the best off season, um, this kind of leading into my next topic that I wanted to talk about um, Tampa Bay Um they brought everybody back, all 22 starters on both sides of the ball. Not a single player left the team or they weren't able to find a way to resign them. We got players taking pay cuts. Chris Godwin's playing this season under the franchise tag. I just, they, I mean, this is like the first time I've ever seen this. They literally brought everybody back from a team that just won the Super Bowl a year ago. So that chemistry is going to be incredible. And I mean, Tampa, Tampa, is easily the favorite in the NFC this season. But I mean, what do you guys think about their repeat chance? We, yeah. we haven't seen a repeat champ since the Patriots in the early 2000s. So what do you guys think? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was, I was about to say like, you know, if I were to have a non-biased pick, I would definitely choose Tampa. Uh, yeah, just like how you said, you know, they brought everybody back. And when you have guys taking pay cuts and you have guys buying in like that, because they know that they have a chance, you know, that's a scary team. You know, when you have teams that are taking pay cuts just to keep the whole band to get together, that's huge. I mean, a, a good example of that is in the NBA with the Spurs, the Spurs would do the same thing. They would just play, would take pay cuts. And that, and that, that's scary because that means everybody's bought in. That means yeah. that they know what they have and they're poised to, you know, to do it again. So um, I think if there's any 
team that could possibly repeat. It could be this team. And of course, you know, Brady is leading the team at the helm. So um, yeah, I, I will not be surprised if Tampa, you know, goes back to back. Yeah. Going off that, I was scrolling through Twitter today and I saw the Bucks hype video for their season and you could just hear some of the conversations and stuff they had in training camp. And like, they have a completely different mentality than they did last year. It's, it's, more like they, even though they, they're champions, they don't acknowledge it. They know that they won title last year and all of that, but they know that they also have the target on their backs from every other team in the NFL. Everybody is gunning for the Buccaneers. You want that kind of system where everybody is so bought in that they all decide to come back and take pay cuts. It's, this that, is it's rid- that Brady effect, dude. It's it that is. Brady it's, effect. It's a ridiculous roster when you look at it up and down. Their talent is crazy. There's no way they should be paying all of these guys so little. But the fact that everybody's still bought in is what makes them so dangerous. They, I definitely think they can run it back this year. And another thing that I just want to expand on your point, there was talk in camp that Antonio Brown looked like 2015 Antonio Brown as early in this game. He's looked really good as well. Like his last couple of games in the regular season, he was definitely a big factor for them. That wide receiver core is fantastic. Definitely the best in the NFL. Tom Brady, I don't see him falling off a cliff anytime soon as long as he can continue to produce. That just the entire team looks so good. And then the fact that they, the Saints, they, I feel like they got worse. Um, Falcons are going to be contenders. Panthers are going to be contenders. They're going to run away with that division. Yeah. I mean, they're definitely going to have the best record in football I in my mind at least I feel like um but there's definitely some good competition at the top um Chiefs of course they would meet in the Super Bowl uh there's kind of sleeper teams as well the Green Bay Packers they're going to be hungry as heck because they're on that last dance uh they uh they, po- they posted the picture with Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers and then they had last dance and everything but I mean, who knows? It's it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I hope that they don't repeat because that just would be boring. I want to see some new teams. I, I mean, my kind of sleeper team going into this year is Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Um, they got a really good team. They improved their defense as well. Josh <laughs> Allen, he's he could be an MVP candidate. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, the NFC is kind of a wide-open conference behind Tampa Bay. I mean, it's very top-heavy because you yeah. look at – you got Tampa Bay, you got Green Bay, you got the Rams. Okay. The Niners are going to be healthy this season. You got to look. Dude, at- yeah, the whole NFC West, dude. You just watch out for that whole. That whole division is going to be a oh man. I, you got Stafford, uh, Kyler Murray, Wilson, um, and Jimmy G, or maybe Trey, Trey Lance, mm-hmm. dude. That that is going to be oh my god. I'm actually excited to see how the NFC plays out with that whole NFC West over there. Yeah, I'm still I mean, think- sorry. sorry. Um, I but- still think people are sleeping on the Saints. I think even though that, you know, Breeze is gone and Jameis is there, I think that he's matured enough and learned enough from Sean Payton and Drew Breeze, who happened to be one of the greatest coach QB tandems of all time. Um, he's learned enough to mature and put the Saints in a position to win this season. I think that they should be a team people should look out for, for sure. Ooh. Oh, I don't know, man. I I do like Jameis. I do think that him sitting a year behind Breeze definitely was good for him. Um, and I, I, I'm rooting for him to, to do good because I feel like in Tampa, 
he showed signs that he has like he has the ability to be good, but he also has the ability to be really bad. Thirty for thirty, yeah. so he had he definitely has a big arm. Um, I'm I'm excited for him. I'm hoping that you know that you know setting a year behind one of the best and Drew Brees. I really hope that you know that has done him well. Apparently, he got eye surgery as well, so <laughs> hopefully that helps him out too. Um, I, I with with the Saints, it's more. Like, I have to see them play. I have to, I have to see a few weeks under their belt mm-hmm. because just losing Breeze and not having Michael Thomas for however many weeks that he's out, um, I'm just not sure how good that offense is going to be. Yeah, we will. Uh, we'll get. We'll talk about the Saints a little bit later during the pick'em. A little bit of a spoiler alert, but um, I mean, I'm gonna go back to what my original point was. I mean, we all kind of agree Tampa's not going to see probably much competition within the division. Um, but the most interesting dynamic right now in football is between the AFC and NFC. The AFC has all of the bright young quarterbacks right now. Um, I mean, except for like maybe like Trey Lance. But I mean, the NFC is a bunch of, you know, old heads. They got Brady leading the way. They got Rodgers. Stafford's getting old. They got Russell Wilson who's getting old. Like all of these quarterbacks out in the NFC are like, I mean, they're just, they're kind of older guys. And the AFC has all of the young quarterbacks. I mean, you're, talking, the young about, guys, yep. you're talking about Mahomes, you're talking about Allen, you're talking about Baker, Tannehill is still Jackson. relatively young, um, Herbert, Burrow, yep. Watson, if I don't if know, what players, players, but they have Tua, Deshaun um, still. But in like Trevor Lawrence is now in the AFC. So exactly. it's like, there are so many quarterbacks out in the AFC and they're just going to, exactly. it's going to be, it's going to be a bloodbath out there and Tampa Bay could easily just coast through the NFC and just meet a team that's been really beaten up throughout the AFC playoffs because the AFC playoffs are going to be absolutely wild this season. Yeah. Yeah. It really is going to be a battle of the old heads versus the new guys. Cause you have the AFC, like, like I said, it has all the young talent and then the NFC has more, more old guys than young. I mean, yeah, you have guys like Kyler Murray, and stuff like that but yeah it really is a battle of the old heads and, and the new kids on the on the in the afc so um yeah i'm just yeah, i'm so excited this is amazing just all the talent we have whatever and on both sides both the afc and the nfc is just oh man it's amazing yeah i mean i so we're gonna we'll move on a little bit here i do want to actually get to the breaking news um a couple of bits of breaking news that actually came in today um First of all, you know, one is very positive, the other very negative. I guess we'll start with the bad news first. Uh, the Ravens lose another running back, Gus Edwards, as well as uh, Pro Bowl corner Marcus Peters, Marcus both Peters, ACL yeah. on back-to-back plays during practice. Back to um, so, I mean, it, that's their third running back, which means now the Ravens are going to be leaning very heavily on Le'Veon Bell. They also picked up Devonta Freeman earlier today. Um, so they got old guys running there in the backfield, but you know, we do all go to Michigan state. A lot of us probably do have, you know, some, you know, we feel a connection to Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> we want him to succeed. Um, but you know, what do you guys think? Like is Baltimore. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, those are, those are two. I, I'd say at that, you know, like, I, I don't think, you know, Gus Edwards, this is, you know, this amazing, you know, shot of a cannon halfback, but just how you, mentioned you know they're just backs are just going down like just back after back after back and then Marcus Peters now that's a huge blow on defense there because yeah um with the defense that's already kind of uh, kind of teetering uh you can't lose a guy like Peters or whatever um so it's gonna be 
it's I, I don't want to say they're in trouble yet because I do because you know Le'Veon while he has been quiet for the past few years I still feel like just I feel like he has something left in, in the tank and just his running style I feel like his dur- his durability I, sh- I should say is definitely through the roof um so but it's definitely it's it's going to be hard for him I feel like they're going to have some growing pain especially early um you know trying to get guys like Le'Veon uh you know and Defonte Freeman you know accustomed to to the offense because now they basically got to they got to hit the ground going so yeah I think that losing Peters and Edwards while like Edwards was a big loss he's your second string running back I do think I agree with you Kevin that Marcus Peters was a lot more of a damaging blow to the team um but they still do have decent cornerback depth behind them Marlon Humphrey Jimmy Smith Avon Young those are three really good young talented quarterbacks who can cornerbacks who can lead the defense and like shut down the opposing receivers but Peters is still a big blow because he's a pro bowler um I do think it'll be an interesting transition for the running backs to get into it they did sign Trenton Cannon too they're down the three backs they started the offseason with on the roster um Dobbins Edwards and Justice Hill who tore his Achilles yesterday I think so they're they'll be hurting but I think Lamar can make things work and how, because of how dynamic a runner he is, you know, you just need one back who's ready to plug and play and you can possibly make things work. But for now, I would say that this is Cleveland's division to lose. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And I said it before, but I feel like you guys are thinking, forgetting about Tyson Williams. They said before the injury that he was going to be the number two back. He had jumped Justice Hill as well. Yeah. I feel like he's going to get the bulk of the carries they signed Devonte Freeman, but the man has um, just knees of spaghetti. Uh, he's constantly hurt. And then you got Le'Veon Bell, who he single-handedly managed to ruin his own career, but driving himself out of Pittsburgh, then to the Jets, where they had a poor offensive line. He was driven out of there. And then Kansas City, he didn't look that good. Um, I wish him the best. I just don't think he's going to succeed. I think it's going to be Tyson Williams. I feel like he's going to have a big season possibly. It could be a James Conner situation or um, Alvin Kamara. He could be that kind of guy. There's always that one guy that just comes out of nowhere and has a fantastic season. It could be him. Yeah. I mean, the Ravens is very, the Ravens situation is very interesting because so they, their first few weeks of the season are absolutely brutal. I think they start out three out of the first week, four weeks at home, I believe on the road. They open up in Vegas and then they're going to Kansas city and then they're ending the season with a lot of division games. I know they have a three game stretch where they play the Browns, they play the Steelers and then they play the Browns again. Um, So that's, I mean, they have a lot of difficult stretches throughout the season. I mean, yeah, I mean, I agree. Marcus Peters is, is the blow here. I mean, that is a pro bowl corner, all pro corner um, who was, who they basically got for nothing from the Rams because they didn't like him off the field. And, you know, he's been locking up, he's been locking up the best wide receiver on the opposite team for, you know, all the years that he's been here. Um, I mean, I could tell you as a Browns fan, yeah, I don't like seeing Marcus Peters on the other side. He, he, he causes problems. Um, But some of the other news today, the other big story was that the Steelers and TJ Watt have reached terms on a four-year, $112 million contract extension, keeping him in Pittsburgh for the long term. It is the it makes him the highest paid player on the defensive side of the ball. 
in the NFL. He has passed Miles Garrett in terms of money. Um, so what do we think? Miles Garrett sticking around Pittsburgh. Okay. Or yeah. DJ Watt. DJ Watt. Pittsburgh. Sorry. <laughs> Even though Miles yeah. Garrett is going to be living in the Pittsburgh backfield, but more on that later. But yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, TJ Watt, he's, he's getting that bread. Um, <laughs> but I just think with the way the team dynamic is in Pittsburgh, how Big Ben is basing on his last legs here, um, I just think that long-term, T.J. Watt is basically just going to be playing for a paycheck. I don't think the Steelers are going to be playing for anything um, significant anytime soon. Um, I just think because, you know, unless they get some young stud um, at QB, I just don't see them uh, going anywhere. Uh, that team is – that dynamic over there in Pittsburgh is just really, really weird. Um, just, yeah, because the Big Ben's on his last legs. And then you got Juju and Claypool. And, I mean, you, they do have uh, Deontay Johnson. So that receiving core is relatively young. Um, but it, it's just weird over there in Pittsburgh. It, it, it is so weird. I'm, I'm honestly not sure how that team is going to look uh, even just three years from now. So, They're both muted. <laughs> um, I'll go. So, yeah, I basically agree with everything you said. Um, TJ Watt, he definitely deserved to be paid. But, I mean, the Pittsburgh Steelers just – their defense looks really good, but, I mean, still Big Ben back there and everything. I don't know what to really think of them for the future. They looked fantastic last season, and then they just went all downhill. I feel like – the Browns are going to be around for a minute. Um, the Ravens, even though all these injuries they've had, they're probably still going to be around. Um, it's Cincinnati's on the come up. So I feel like Pittsburgh, we're going to see them near the bottom of the division for a while. But yeah, I mean, it's good for TJ. Like he got paid and everything. But to me, it's not really that big of news, to be honest. I thought. I mean, I thought that the deal worth it. Um, TJ's a talented player, very talented player. Um, and I do think that I agree with all of you guys where Pittsburgh is low-key slipping off a little bit. Um, I think that run really, like, the run they had at the end last year where they dropped where they dropped their undefeated season to Washington and I think lost four out of the next five, or did they lose out one or the other? Um and after that, they went, hosted Cleveland, and just got throttled. It was ridiculous. I think from there, um, there's really no, like, backup plan for Big Ben once he retires, which I do think will be after this year. Um, Haskins is there. Nobody has heard anything about him or any reports whether or not he's improved or he's his attitude's different or any of that made him cut – that made Washington cut him last year. So I really think it's like a steel limbo for Pittsburgh where they need to decide if they want to fire sell everything and start from bare bones or they have to push, but they have to find a quarterback this offseason. Yeah, I mean, I agreed with everything that you guys said. I mean, TJ Watt's one of those players that you just look at and the moment he wants his money, you just give it to him, at least the first time around. Um, he's, a, he's a guy who stayed relatively healthy. 
um, throughout his career, and he's produced. I mean, he was the sack leader last season, um, even though he didn't really do much late when they started, you know, struggling just a little bit. But I mean, he's the heart and soul of that team right now, and he leads the Steelers' defense, which – you know, we can say all we want about their offensive struggles. Their defense is still going to be really, really good this season. They're going to be really good. Um, and as a Browns fan, I'm telling you right now, I I will never not believe they won't be good. Um, they're kind of like Dracula. You got to you gotta take the, you know, ice pick and stab it right through their heart. Um, and until they're dead, I won't believe it until I actually see it with my own eyes. Um, so I, that will do it for more of the, you know, formal – newsy part of the show uh here tonight uh we are actually going to get into some predictions here i know this is this is our favorite part too uh we're going to start off i want to you know uh, we got a lot of new teams a lot of teams on the come up but we also have some teams who were really good last year that are still very good so it's time for super bowl picks um i want to hear you know who do you got in it and then who's winning the big game this year all right um yeah for in the AFC I don't know it's it, it's uh I think again where it's going to be between Buffalo and KC um I know it's you know we're, we <laughs> it's just week 1 we're barely getting into week 1 right now um but I'm going to go the Bills for the AFC I think they're going to they're going to uh, win the AFC and go to the go to the Super Bowl and on the NFC I just I feel like right as of right now I just feel like you can't pick against Tampa. I just feel like I feel like you you, you just can't, <laughs> uh, and unless we get into the midst of the season and Tampa um, just doesn't look as strong, which I'm I, I haven't watched the game uh, as of right now, so I don't know how, how they're doing right now. Um, but I think it's going to be Buffalo and Tampa. I think Tampa's going to go back to back, man. I don't want to pick them, but I I think they're going to go back to back. Um, I'm going to spice it up a little bit. I think that Tampa won't make the Super Bowl. I'm going to go with the Rams out of the NFC and the Chiefs out of the AFC. I think they're going to play at SoFi like um, that Monday night game when the Rams made the Super Bowl. That game was ridiculous. Um, I want to see something like that again. Maybe that would be from the Super Bowl. Um, but I think it will be. Rams Chiefs highly offensive game, and I do think Stafford gets his first ring. Um, I just think that the Rams have not only do they have a quarterback that can be consistent and lead them, but they also have that top ranked defense that they're just bringing back from last year. So, um, I think the Rams are gonna be a force to be reckoned with. I'm gonna go with my two picks of Bucks do return to the Super Bowl. Um, I feel like Green Bay has got a really good team, but I just don't know if they can – with just everything that's going on around there, who knows what will happen. But um, I'm going to go with Bills with my other pick. Um, I think the Buffalo Bills, it seems like the tendency of the Super Bowl team, they don't have the greatest running back, and they just have – they kind of had a, a tandem. So I'm just – my gut's telling me go with the Bills in this situation. And uh, they improve their defense – they're a really good offensive team. We already know that. I think the Bills win the Super Bowl. That's just my gut pick. I'm sticking with my gut. They look like a really good football team. They're going to win their division. And then, of course, the Bucs are the favorite in the NFC, and I just can't pick against them. 
Oh, I actually kind of like this because my pick's actually going to be really unique then. Um, I actually made my pick. I, I do this thing with my family where we, we we pick literally the divisions. We pick like every team, like put them in places, and then we make like our Super Bowl predictions at the end. Um, and I actually really like mine. Um, out of the AFC, shocker, I'm going with the Browns. Like I'm going all in. I'm putting all of my chips in the table. Like I – there's a, just a different vibe this year. Um, I, I don't even really know how to explain it. This isn't like two years ago, I think, when they had all the hype. It's just, it, it just, it feels different. And you know, I, I got to put my money where, you know, I got to put my money where my mouth is. I actually really like the Browns. I think they're going to have, they have a team that can beat Kansas city. They are, possibly, yeah, I mean, they are possibly the only team in the AFC that I think can beat Kansas city. I mean, I yeah, they, I mean, they, they almost did it all last year for one yeah. for, you know, Chad Tenney running for, what was it? Well, I, I forgot. 19 yards. Done. Yeah. 19 yards. 19 make it four and one. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I, I remember two years ago when, yeah, when they were getting all the hype, I, I said, I'm like, not, not, not yet. The pieces are there. The foundation is there for Cleveland. Um, but I said, you know, give it two or three years, you know, let Baker get settled in, let them get that chemistry going. And I think, you know, if, if there is any year, it's definitely this year. So I, I feel for Browns fans because they, you know, they were trash for years, just like the Lions. So, uh, the Browns do have a special place in my heart, just tag yeah. And I love Baker, so yeah, that's all. Yeah, I mean, so. exactly. Um, I'm, but I, I'm gonna go with it. I'm gonna take the Browns out of the AFC, out of the NFC. I'm gonna go unique too. I'm taking the Packers. Um, I think that I know how this story goes. You know, it's the last dance. He's motivated. Like they were so close last year. I mean, who knows if they go for it on that fourth down and ten. Um, on that fourth and goal from the 10, you know, maybe things are a little bit different or maybe, or, or if what, whoever it was, if he just doesn't hold, like, you know, things get a little bit different and maybe the Packers go to the Super Bowl. Um, so I, I like the Packers a lot. Um, so setting up my matchup of the Browns and the Packers in the Super Bowl, I'm actually though, but this is where the run unfortunately ends for my Browns. I, I just think the Packers are a team on, on a mission, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, it's the last dance. I know like it just, it just works that way. It, everything seems to always fall into place. And uh, so I'm actually, I'm going to take the Packers this year to win it all uh, beating the Browns in Super Bowl 56. Um, and so moving off of that, we're going to get into some other, other predictions. We're going to do some awards. Um, we'll do these. We'll do these kind of quickly um, since we got quite a few to go through. Um, we're going to start with coach of the year. Um, who do you guys think will be coach of the year? Really, this goes with just a team that usually it's like the most improved team award, kind of, in my opinion. Um, so you can do it that way or whoever, whatever you think. But let's just let's just hear it. Who do you guys have for Ooh. coach of the year? I'm going to go. I go, think. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to go Ron Rivera. I think Ron Rivera and Washington just with just with how they did last year. Granted, it was seven to nine. The NFC East was atrocious, but the fact that they still made it there. And honestly, if it weren't for having Taylor Heineke, they probably would have beat Tampa, to be frankly honest. That defense is scary good. Um, and, I, you know, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick, he, I don't think he's the guy to take them to the Super Bowl, but I think he's good enough to where they can make some, they can make some, some legitimate noise and actually be a, a threat in the NFC. Um, I think they'll be kind of one of those sleeper teams that, um, you know, they aren't, they aren't, you know, this loud rah-rah type of, you know, high-powered team, but they will, 
they they will compete. And so I, I feel like Ron Rivera will get probably like that, that uh, coach of the year, kind of like the most improved uh, team coach, how, however you want to explain it. I, I agree with you. I think <laughs> Washington, I think Washington is definitely going to make some noise this year. I actually have them winning that division. Um, I think that defense is so scary in the fact that they were so close to taking down the Super Bowl champion. The eventual Super Bowl champion is nuts. Um, they have, while Ryan Fitzpatrick may not be like a top 12 quarterback in the NFL, he's serviceable enough and better than any quarterback they put on the field last year. So that bringing back Antonio Gibson, signing Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin, I think Washington's going to make an even bigger jump. And I think they'll win the division this year. And Ron Rivera will be coach of the year. I love those two picks. Um, I think that's a really good sleeper pick for Ron Rivera, but I'm going to go with Kevin Stefanski. I think the Browns are going to win their division. They're going to, have one of the best records in football, and he's, their Browns are going to look really good going into the postseason. I feel like Stefanski's going to be the pick. I might have just stole it for Michael as well. Uh, actually, no, that wasn't the route I was going to go with. I think it's hard to repeat as coach of the year because, like I said, I mean, it, it, like the Browns were so good last year, and it's like to really like for him to repeat and do it again, like they would have to have like an incredible record that I just don't know is manageable. Uh, I'm going to actually, I'm going to go to the NFC South a little bit. I'm going to say that the coach of the year is going to be Matt Rule of the Carolina Panthers. Mm -hmm. um, I'm like really, I'm really high on Carolina this season. Um, I, I just, I think they have a really good team and I, I really like Joe Brady calling the plays for them too. It's more, it's more like Joe Brady's award more than it's probably Matt Rule. Um, but I think Carolina <laughs> could surprise a lot of people. I personally think they're going to finish second in that division behind Tampa Bay. Um, cause I'm just not sold on new Orleans. There's just a lot of uncertainty there. Um, I also would say that Sean Payton's very high on my list just for new Orleans, just for if he can get that team to possibly be a playoff team without Drew Brees, I think he's also potential, but I want to kind of go out of the box here. So I'm going to go with Matt rule of Carolina. I think they are going to be a very improved team and I think you're going to see it. Yeah. I, th I think, uh, just, just to fit this in real quick, I think uh, another candidate for that could be Brandon Staley of the chargers. Um, just, you know, just having Herbert over there and just the fact that the Chargers looked good last year, but they still lost games in, in ways only the Chargers could. Um, so I, I feel like uh, if Herbert, you know, doesn't have a sophomore slump, I feel like Brandon Staley in his first year, you know, could be that coach of the year, you know, taking that team. Um, it seems like they got a good uh, cast over there, um, but we'll have to see, so. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna move over to another award, uh, offensive player of the year. Last year, Derrick Henry won it. He ran for over two thousand yards, very deserved. Um, but you know, do you think maybe Derrick Henry runs it back, quite literally, or you know, do we got someone else in mind? Aaron Rodgers revenge tour. He's gonna be out for blood. I'm gonna go Aaron Rodgers. I think Stafford. I think he's going to have a ridiculous year um, in L.A. And he's going to be the MVP. I think they're going to have a big season. I've been winning, so. That is extremely tough. Um, give me Nick Chubb. I'm just gut reaction. I think Ooh, also De Derek's like going to 
Derek's going to have a little bit of a fallback year. There's just a statistic out there that once you hit 26 as a running back, you kind of start to, de to decline. So we'll see. Should be interesting. I think I'm another go with the guy that I believe could have won it last year had Derrick Henry not gone absolutely crazy. I'm going to go with Devontae Adams. I'm going to give it to a wide receiver. I think he's going to have an absolutely monster season. I think he's going to lead the league in receiving once again. Um, I mean, I mean, last year, I mean, you look at Devontae Adams numbers. He had like almost like 1,500 yards receiving. Like any other year, he probably wins the award, but then Derrick Henry ran for 2,000 yards. So I'm going to go with Devontae Adams. Like I said, I agree with you, Kevin. And like I said, with my Super Bowl pick, Green Bay is out for blood this year, and I, yeah. I am all here for it. Um, but I think Devontae Adams is going to have an absolutely monster season, and he's going to take home Offensive Player of the Year. Um, so now we'll shift to the other side of the ball, give the other side of the ball some love. Defensive Player of the Year, the reigning champ is Aaron Donald, who, I mean, it feels like he's the reigning champ every single year. Um, but does his reign continue, or, you know, are we going off the board here again? You know, I'm going to go – I'm just going to go with the man we talked about earlier, uh, TJ Watt. I just, I feel like, um, I, 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 Donald's good, but he's absolutely amazing. But I just feel like him going back to back. I don't know. I feel like with TJ Watt, um, I feel like it will be one of those weird things where the Steelers won't be as good, but TJ Watt will be the one bright star on that whole team. Um, and I feel like, you know, um, yeah, this, uh, so that's my pick, TJ Watt. Um, I'm a big Miles Garrett guy. I think Miles Garrett is going to have a phenomenal year. Um, adding Jadavian Clowney only gives him extra space to work because there's going to be more attention on Clowney. So I think Garrett has a huge year and wins deploy. Give me um, Chase Young. I just I feel like Chase Young with the Washington Redskins. They got a really good defense. You guys are hiring them right now. Um, I feel like they definitely got the best, if not the best, um, defensive line in football. If he does what he does, if he does what he did in college with OSU, he can be really, really good. I'm actually going right with Manit here. Uh, Miles Garrett's my guy for this one. I think I think he's going to have an absolutely monster season. Like, I mean, I've been I've been following his social media, some of his workout things. I mean, it's like. The dude was made in a lab. I mean, he's he's possibly the biggest dude, like in upper body that I think I have ever seen in my life. Like the dude is just absolutely massive for a football player. Um, and like like Manit said, it's going to be with Clowney being able to help him out and taking a little bit of the pressure off. Like Miles Garrett's going to get a lot more one-on-one -on -one looks. And at the very least, I mean, he's he's a great run stopper as well. So as long as he can stay healthy, um, I think it's Miles Garrett's to lose. So now we're going to move on to the big one, MVP. Um, this is, you know, this is going to be, this could always be, it's usually a quarterback, but, you know, that's not to keep us from, you know, getting a little crazy with it. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers won it last year for the, I believe, third time. Um, very deservedly so, put up record numbers, but who do you got this year? Oh, boy. Ooh, MVP. See, MVP. It, it, the actual award, like the acronym, doesn't actually stand for 
what yeah no <laughs> mvp it's usually just yeah the guy who puts up the best stats or whatever it's usually not the most valuable player based on their team needs or whatever but i'm gonna go oh man i'm gonna go josh allen i feel like josh allen is gonna is gonna pop off i mean he already is popping off but i just feel he he, he just has that big play ability he has a big arm um and granted sometimes he just makes stupid mistakes which i think he's kind of somewhat grown out of and over the years that he's been in the NFL. Um, but yeah, I, I just have a feeling about Josh Allen. I feel like, you know, just the way that they uh, got to the playoffs last year, um, and, you know, it looked like they were kind of one year away from, um, from being, uh, you know, for being a real contender for the Super Bowl. So. I agree with you. I'm going the same pick. I, I mean, Josh Allen, they're also my Super Bowl pick. If he can repeat what he did last year, throwing the football well, running the football even better, he can definitely win MVP in my mind. I'm going to stay kind of plain. I think Mahomes will win MVP this year. I think he's – I know it's a basic pick, but I think he's – It makes sense. Out for blood. <laughs> he's out for yeah, blood. Yeah, it makes sense. Like, yeah, he, I'm not hating on him. He got demolished in the Super Bowl – they have a completely revamped, brand-new O-line. I don't think they brought anybody back from last year's O-line or the O-line that even played in the Super Bowl. Um, and if you look at it, that Super Bowl, regardless of how the outcome was, was one of his best games. Some of the throws he was making and all of that, like all the off-platform stuff was ridiculous. It's stuff that we as kids dream of to be able to do, and he was out there casually doing it in the Super Bowl. Um, but I think he has a big big year um breaks a few records and wins mvp yeah i mean i'm actually gonna make this very easy i'm i'm going with mahomes too um i just think you're giving him a 17th game now he may sit out that game but you're still basically giving him an extra game and he's gonna have i mean his old line's very young but it's definitely better than you know the product that was out there in the super bowl and i just like, Mahomes is one of those players. I mean, he's like LeBron every year. Like, honestly, you exactly. could give him the award every year, and no one would ever think otherwise. And, like, it's like – it's Mahomes. Like, Mahomes is the most valuable player in the league. I, I firmly believe that. But yeah. I think this year he's going to have the numbers to back it up. I I, I think he's going to have a ridiculous season. And Like, I, like, I mean, I agree with Manit. It, it's kind of the boring pick. It's not the pick that – No, but, yeah, no, it, yeah, it, it, it makes sense. I, I, I'm going with it. I'm going to go. Yeah, like – like honestly, my top three was um yeah it was Allen Mahomes and um honestly I I feel like Stafford I feel like he's kind of like a like a dark horse I I feel like him in L.A. and now he actually has a legitimate team around him and he's not in Detroit anymore he's not throwing to, to target employees he's actually throwing to real receivers now you know I I feel like he and again like how Michael was saying you know that extra game granted. Will Stafford sit out that game? It, 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 it depends on where the Rams are uh, at that time. Uh, but I feel like just had just that effect of having that extra game. Stafford could easily go over 500 for 5,000 yards. Um, so, and now that he's actually on a legitimate team that's respectable and not, you know, not a clown show, <laughs> I feel like he, he might actually get some recognition um, for, for, for the stuff that, that he does. So, um, I feel like Stafford, as long as everything, as long as he basically, as long as he plays the same way he did in Detroit, uh, I feel like he could actually legitimately be a dark horse pick for MVP. 
Yeah, I like it. A lot of Matt Stafford love in this area, of course. Um, you know, we'll see what we can do out there. We'll see what he can do out there in LA. LA, baby. So at one, this part of our show, we are gonna move, we're actually gonna move into the pick'em. Um for you know all of our audience who heard at least a little bit of us last year. The pickup is in three parts. It's gonna remain there for this season. Uh, we're just gonna start with the first part here. It's a game that we like to call, will they cover? Um, so basically what we do is based on this, all these odds are based on FanDuel Sportsbook for all those listening. That's where we're getting our numbers from. We take the three highest point spreads and we just ask a simple question, will they cover? Um, Week one, the spreads don't tend to be very high because it's week one. We haven't really seen it. We haven't seen any teams on the field yet. Um, but as the season progresses, you start seeing like pretty high numbers. Like, I mean, last year we saw like a couple, like 14 and a half. Like there are some big numbers that usually come out of this. But as for right now, these are going to be pretty mellow numbers. Um, just a disclaimer for, you know, again, our audience we will not be including the Thursday night game in any of our picks for this season because we will most likely be recording this podcast on Thursday. And so by the time it actually drops for you guys to listen to it, the Thursday night game will already be played. So we're, we're, we're basically just going to disregard the Thursday night game all season, except for maybe like around Thanksgiving, if we do some sort of Thanksgiving game preview. But other than that, we're just going to leave it alone. Um, so moving into this, will they cover – these are all worth one point each in the pick em. We will tally our picks every single week. And then at the end of the year, we will have a winner. Um, last year's reigning champion was Jacob Lobmer. He was our, our, he was our resident gambling expert. He knew the odds probably better than anybody. Um, so he, he did win last year. Um, so we're going to get right into it. The first game, the third highest point spread of the week. Actually, it, this one kind of surprised me, but it's Pittsburgh plus six and a half at Buffalo. So I asked the question, will Pittsburgh cover? No. It's no. Buffalo's going to wipe them. Yeah, I no. don't think it's going to be close. Yeah, I mean, that. I mean, even Big Ben said himself during the preseason that they got a big test. Uh, week one, you go on the road to Buffalo. Granted, you know, it's – September, so they don't have to worry about, you know, weather or anything like that. Um, but I just think, you know, on the road, week one jitters, week one growing pains. Um, you don't really know what Pittsburgh's identity is going to be because they got a new uh, coordinator, a new coordinator on offense, and he and you know, and their offense is completely changed. Um, it's more like a power run offense um, than it was last year, where they're just always in the gun, throwing short passes and stuff like that. And I just feel like on the road, week one. Six and a half, they basically got to finish basically within a touchdown. And I, I don't see that happening. I see maybe 10 points, but yeah. But if they're lucky, yeah. it'll be 10. Yeah. If, if they do cover, it'll be one of those pity touchdowns with like eight seconds ago where Buffalo's and we'll all back. be upset about it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And people, yeah. People who bet on the game are gonna be yeah. are gonna be mad because, so because they lost yep. the bet because Buffalo decided to go man up three deep. Okay, yeah, for the yeah. last like <laughs> drive and a half. So yeah, I mean, interesting, um, interesting ideas. I you guys are definitely a little bit lower on Pittsburgh than I am. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna say I'm high on Pittsburgh. Um, I will never say that as a Browns fan. Like I said, they're like Dracula. I need to make sure that they're dead, and right now they're not. Um, 
So actually, we've lost Owen for the moment. We're going to hopefully we'll have him back momentarily to make his pick. But as for right now, we will just move on without him. Um, I am going to take Buffalo to cover. I, I think six and a half is a it's a great number um, because it's basically will Buffalo win by a touchdown or not. And I would take the bat. I think Buffalo probably wins by like exactly seven. But in that case, I do think um, Buffalo does cover. So I'm going to take Buffalo to cover the six and a half um, against Pittsburgh. And um, we will um, move on to the next one. Again, when Owen jumps back on and gets back in here, we will get his um, his thoughts on that game. But as of right now, we will just move on. Um, these next two are actually tied. They are the same spread, but they're the only two games that are this far. One of them happens to be your guys' Detroit Lions. They are they are seven and a half point underdogs at home against San Francisco. So the question I guess I have to ask, will the Lions cover? Oh boy. See, the Lions fan of me wants to say yes, they'll cover, but the other part of me is saying this is probably one of the worst seasons we've ever seen from the Detroit Lions. Oh, man, I feel like – see, I'm hoping the Lions can tank this season in a way like the Pistons did where you still look competitive and you show that you have a pulse, but you still lose the games that you have to lose but play competitively. And I feel like this is going to be one of those games where they're going to play competitively and still lose. I'm going to take him to cover just because I don't believe in Jimmy G. I just Not that he's bad. I just don't, I just don't think he does enough. For for like this that just I mean you saw when when they made their Super Bowl run, he was just hand the ball off each time and he's only made like eight to twelve passes a game. Um, so I, I just feel like Jimmy G can't do enough to really to, to really blow up a game. So I'm gonna take the Lions to cover just because I think that they're gonna be playing loose because they know that they're gonna be bad. They they don't have anything to lose. Um, and I feel like San Fran has everything to lose just because you've got Trey Lance sitting behind. Jimmy G who wants to play that defense is good barring any injuries. Um, but I just don't feel like Jimmy G can really push them enough to really blow up a game. I disagree with you, unfortunately, as much as <laughs> the Lions fan in me wants to pick. I know it's tough, cover. dude. It's tough. It's so it's painful tough. to see that, but they're the strength of the Lions defense, in my opinion, is their secondary, and that's not the strength of the 49ers offense. Yeah, exactly. So, Raheem Mostert, um, Trey Sermon, who I loved Brand, as a draft Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk. Trey Sermon, who I loved as a draft pick for the 49ers. I thought he was a great pick because Raheem Mostert, as good as he is, he is pretty injury prone, and yeah. Trey Sermon was fantastic last year for Ohio State. So I think that was a good pickup, but I do think San Francisco runs a little bit all over Detroit and will cover the seven and a half, unfortunately. You know, Detroit has this kind of annoying habit. I don't know if you guys have realized Detroit always plays it close in week one, like almost yes. every year. And that's also why, like, yeah. And they find, they find some heartbreaking way to lose. Like last year, DeAndre Swift drops the ball. Week one exactly. a few years ago, it was the Calvin Johnson catch. And catch. Yeah, God, that was say it, the catch. So um, so you know what? I'm going to get a little crazy. Like, it's a West Coast team coming to the East Coast for a one o'clock kickoff. That is never jet lag, baby. That is never lag. Um, I definitely don't think the Lions are going to win, but let's say they only lose by a touchdown. Therefore, they cover seven and a half. 
Um, so I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to take the Lions to cover it just because, like yeah. I said, they're, they always seem to be in the game week one, and then they're going to find some really heartbreaking way to lose. So exactly. That, that's kind of how I see it. Plus, Jared Goff is very familiar with the 49ers defensive. Exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. When he played with the Rams. So the Lions have a good, you know, they're young. They're dumb. They don't really know any better. They won't win, <laughs> but I think they cover seven and a half. Yeah. So we're going to move on to the last one. It is our final pick of the will they cover segment of the picks. Um, once again, these are worth all one pick for the pick them simply if they cover or if they don't, if they win outright, it really doesn't matter. Um, we'll get to that. We'll get a little bit more into that later. Um, but our final one is actually the Sunday night game. Chicago is seven and a half point underdogs against the Rams. Um, Andy Dalton will be the starter for Chicago. They're not. So um, the question is, will Chicago cover against the Rams? Oh boy. My initial reaction was yes. But then you mentioned Andy Dalton. I forgot about him. <laughs> I forgot about Andy Dalton. Um, Cause that defense for Chicago is a Super Bowl caliber defense and just the factor of how Chicago has played against Stafford before. So they're going to kind of know what to do. And Stafford's still getting accustomed to a new offense. Yeah, he's had the whole offseason. But, you know, it's different when you're in the actual game and you're playing against the, you know. And, but, but, but then again, it is a defense that Stafford knows. So maybe that could play the, more to his benefit. But I just think that Andy Dalton factor, I'm going to say no, just because of Andy Dalton, not even because of anything else, just Andy Dalton. I, I just don't think that he's that he's the guy. Um, I feel like he'll be out of the starting spot by like week four, week five. Um, but, hey, he might he might shock everybody. But as of right now, based on Andy Dalton's history, no. I, I, I can't take the bears with Andy Dalton to cover. Um, I agree the exactly the same reason. I think even if Fields was playing, I would have taken the Rams to cover just because he doesn't seem – I wouldn't say ready yet, but he doesn't seem adjusted to the difference. I mean, I guess that means he's not ready. But I wouldn't say Fields has adjusted well from what I saw in preseason. I do think he will start eventually this year, but he needs a couple weeks. But I think the Rams are too good of a team to not cover this against Chicago. So I think Rams cover. To be honest, I – I want to say the Bears cover because I really like their defense. And I don't think the Rams offense is going to be clicking week one because Sean McVay does not play his starters in the preseason. So this is the first time that Stafford's going to be basically playing with these guys in a real game. Um, but that defense, man, I mean, I mean, look, it's very top heavy. It's, it's not, you know, great. And like their linebacking core is still pretty weak, but I mean, Jalen Ramsey is going to probably be shadowing Allen Robinson all night long. Aaron Donald's going to be doing his thing all night long. Um, so I just, I think, I think this game is going to be very low scoring, kind of like last year's opening Sunday night game between the Cowboys and the Rams. Like, I don't think it's going to be very high scoring, but I do think the Rams will score enough points to cover seven and a half, just because and kind of like Kevin said, it's, it's not that I, I tell that I don't believe Andy Dalton can do it. Cause I believe he can do it with the proper weapons. I just not against the Rams defense when Jalen Ramsey's going to be taking his top Aaron Donald, yeah. And Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald yeah. all day. And exactly. they, they lost the Rams secondary took a hit. I mean, two out of their starting four players all went to Cleveland. So 
Um, it, I think it's actually going to be a better game than people think, but I will say they will cover the seven and a half. I see this kind of as like a 10 point game, but kind of an ugly 10 point game, very defensive. So <laughs> Owen actually has uh, texted me. He's going to be texting me his picks while he fixes the issue that is at hand. I, I don't know what's going on. It could be, a, uh, it could be, yeah, his Wi-Fi went out. So we will, we will get back with Owen in a second. Uh, if I get his picks, of course, I will relay them to you guys. Um, hopefully we can see him very soon so he can make his picks for himself. Um, but so we are going to move on to the week one pick them. These are all just straight up. Don't worry about the spread. Just who do you think is going to win the game? Again, just a quick reminder to our audience at home to pick them. We're not going to pick every game. We would be here literally all night because we like to do something. We like to talk about the games too. Um, but we will pick the Lions every single week. Um, and because I love the Browns, we will be picking the Browns every single week. So get over it. Um, and other than that, we will usually pick Sunday and Monday night as well as like usually one other marquee game. Um, this week, because the Bears are a part of the Will They Cover, we will not be doing the Sunday night game. But the Monday night game is on the agenda here. Um, the first game, we will just pick the Lions game. Um, I think I know where this is going to go, but we have to do it. So straight up, maybe regardless, just forget just, the spread, just straight up who wins the game. I'd say the Niners. I'd, if, <laughs> if, if the Lions come out with this win, I will be ecstatic. I will be so happy. Um, but I just – I feel like – unless the Lions just look like they're on par – the Niners should win this game easily. Um, I think it might be, you know, I think the first half might be a little interesting, but I just feel like there's just so many holes in the lines, both offense and defense, um, especially defense. Um, I just feel like the Niners are kind of going to run away with it. It might be close in the first half. I feel like as a game progresses, uh, you'll kind of see that skill gap start to show itself. So I'm going to go the Niners. Um, but if the Lions win, then – Hey, one and one and oh, maybe no Owens 17. So, <laughs> yeah, um, I think the same thing. I do think the Lions will fight a bit, it'll be an interesting first half, but the Niners will adjust and just run away with it. So sad, yeah. yeah I mean, not much, um, not much debate yeah. here. I think it's gonna be the Niners, but like I said, I think the Lions are gonna play hard. I really do. I kind of yeah. just tanking the right way, like they're, the Pistons, yeah. man. Kinda, just, kinda, just like the Pistons. They're kind of one of those from, teams you just kind of like. You're just kind of pulling for them. It's like you feel good like, elves. You feel good like elves, the old man. lady that just kind of looks at the lines and you just say, Com- like, "Competitive elves, dude." Just follow hey, the Pistons. The Browns and the Browns and Lions both went zero and sixteen with a bunch of competitive elves. So you exactly, know, there's nothing wrong with a little bit of a competitive. Like I said, I think they'll be in it till the end. I just, I just don't think they'll pull it out. So I'm gonna go with the Lions. Or not the Lions. We're gonna go with the Niners. <laughs> I'm going oh, with the shoot. Niners. Um, my bad. Um, so we're gonna move on to the to the second game on our sheet here. It's the Seahawks and the Colts. This is a good game. This is. Um, yeah, I, be a good game. I think it'll be interesting. Carson Wentz is in. He will be active for the Colts at home, but he hasn't basically been around all of training camp. So yeah. Seahawks at Colts, who wins it? I am going. Oh, this is tough because the Seahawks' O line is so bad, and the Colts' defense is so good. Um, but and yeah, granted though, even though Carson Wentz hasn't been in training camp, he is back with Frank Wright, 
who he had success with in Philly. Um, oh, this is a tough game. This is a really tough game. There's so many variables in this. I'm going to go with the Seahawks just because I think it's going to take some time for Wentz to kind of get rolling. So week one, I feel like Seahawks will take care of business. I feel like it'll be a close game, though. I think it'll be a really good game. Um, but I'm going to take I'm going to take Seattle here. I think the only reason the Colts stay in this game, because like you said, Wentz isn't really adjusted to that new offensive system, even though Frank Reich, he has a history with him. Um, I do think the biggest thing that will keep the Colts in the game is their defense. Exactly. Um, their defense is, I'd say, significantly better than Seattle's. Um, and while Seattle's defense might hold their offense to a few stops, the Colts' defense will definitely stop Seattle and will keep it close. But I do think Seattle ultimately wins that game, though. Yeah, this is a really interesting game. I kind of think this one kind of like the Rams and the Bears. I think this one's going to kind of be a low-scoring game. <laughs> I don't like the – again, the Colts are going to be kind of out of sync offensively. They're going to be relying really heavily on Jonathan Taylor, I think, in this one. Um, but their defense is really, really good. Um, they're very versatile, uh, very fast. I think they're going to be able to keep Russ in the pocket pretty well. Um, however, it, it is Russell Wilson. And like I said, Wentz hasn't had a lot of time with the team yet, hasn't picked up his his proper reps. Um, like I said, I do think Wentz is going to have a bounce back season. I just think this is a this is a tough ass week one. So I'm going to take Seattle in a close one, kind of like exactly what you guys said. Um, yeah. But that's where I think I'm going to go with it. Um, so we are going to move on to the third game, which is actually in the four o'clock window. It's one of three games that we're going to be picking in the late window this week. Um, it's the Dolphins and the Patriots. I thought that this was an interesting one to add in. It's a battle of the Alabama QBs, the Young Guns, Tua and Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Mac Jones in his Patriots and NFL debut, um, going to host his former teammate Tua and uh, Jalen Waddle. Um, so, what what do we think, guys? Dolphins Patriots. Uh, this is another one of those games that um, it's tough. A divisional game. Uh, you got Tua and Mac Jones. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what like. See if it, if Cam Newton was playing, I would pick the Dolphins just because I don't think Cam Newton would. I, I like Cam, but I just didn't. I just don't think that he would be able to push the Patriots over the hump. But with Mac Jones, that I, you know, I mean, obviously I saw what he did in college, but I don't know what it, what he can do in the pros. And just for that, just I think Tua has a, uh, some experience now. Um, he kind of knows what he's going up against. I'm going to take the Dolphins here, but I would not be surprised if the Patriots won. Um, just because Mac, you know, this is this is you know Mac Jones is Bill Belichick's like just absolute golden ticket. Man, this is it, it, it's the exact quarterback that he wants. But I'm gonna take the Dolphins just because I think Tua, just with his experience, I think it's just gonna overpower Mac Jones. I think he's gonna probably gonna be uh, jittery week one jitters. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna take Miami here. I like the pick. I like everything you said, but I do think New England's going to pull it out. Um, I, I believe everything that has been said about Mac Jones, um, which might be stupid of me, but we'll see how that plays out. Um, but I do think Mac Jones is legit. I think the Patriots found their successor at quarterback. It's just a matter of executing, and I think he will execute come Sunday, and I think the Patriots grab the first one of the season. I do think they end up finishing second two to Buffalo in that division, but that's a down the line discussion. 
Yeah, this is a really difficult game because there's two really good defensive coaches on, on you know, for each team. I think Brian Flores is going to have Mac Jones's head swimming a little bit. Um, but obviously, you know, we all know Bill Belichick. He's going to have, you know, to his head basically in the same waters. Um, so I just think it's New England at home week one. I don't think they're going to – they're not going to have Mac Jones put the ball in harm's way. You know, probably in this game, they're probably going to run the ball a ton. Um, and I just think they're going to scratch out kind of a scrappy win. I don't think this is going to be a very great football game. It's not going to be one that's going to be very easy on the ice. Kind of like a lot of other week one games. It's just defenses tend to be kind of ahead of offenses early in the season. And with two great defensive minds working on the sidelines, I just think I'm going to take New England because they're at home and because, you know, it's Bill Belichick week one. And so that's what I'm going to go with. Even last year, you know, they beat the Dolphins week one. And, you know, the Dolphins were the better team last year. So I'm going to take the Patriots in this one over the Dolphins. Um, now we're going to move into my my favorite game of the week. It's my Browns. It is, it is the test of all tests. It is the game of the week. I mean, we would be picking this game even if I wasn't a Browns fan. But it is, it is the game of the week. It is the marquee matchup. It is – everything that you want out of a week one matchup. It is the Browns and it is the Chiefs in Arrowhead Stadium, a match, a rematch of the divisional playoffs in which the Chiefs defeated the Browns by a score of 22 to 17. So what are we thinking? Ooh, this is tough. Oh man, these are, some, these are some good games that we have to pick. Uh, boy, I love Baker. I really do. I feel like he doesn't get enough credit for really, you know, being a big part of that Browns offense and that defense for the Browns is also insane. Oh, but on the road, Kansas City. Oh, man. And for me, this is really a toss-up, and I'm only going to give it to the Chiefs just because they're the home team and it's week one. Um, but, again, I feel like this is a toss-up. Yeah, I feel like this could go either way. I feel like this is kind of the Browns year. Like if there's any year for, for them to make a big run, this is the year to do it. Um, but I'm only going to give the hand to the Chiefs just because they're at home. That's really the only reason why. Yeah, I would agree exactly with that sentiment. I went to a Chiefs game last year when they played the Falcons, I think in week 16. Um, and it was not even half full. And that stadium was rocking. rocking. Yeah. Exactly. It was ridiculous. The amount of noise, the atmosphere, all of that. I think that's so hard to replicate at any other stadium. Nobody does take the Chiefs. And not only that, but like I said, Holmes on a revenge tour a little bit. Um, I think the Chiefs pull it out. Big win to start off the season. And they go play Baltimore next week, too. So be a tough stretch for them, too. But yeah. Yeah, kind of the wild card in this whole game is news coming out of Kansas City yesterday, and I just actually verified it. I actually just had to look it up. But Tyrone Matthew, his status is in doubt here for week one. Um, yeah. Odds are he's probably not going to be on the field for the Chiefs. And as we all know, he has the heart and soul of that defense. They're going to be without Frank Clark as well. Um, but, I mean, like, I don't think the Browns scoring on the Chiefs is going to be the issue in this game. It's going to be how well can the Browns stop the Chiefs? Um, I, I think the Browns are going to put up points in this game, you know, honey badger or not. I, I just think they are, um, the chiefs defense still has some question marks. You even saw that in the super bowl. So 
but the Browns have like I think it's nine out of their eleven defensive starters are like brand new. Like the only ones coming back, I believe, are Denzel Ward and Miles Garrett. Everyone else did not start the season last year, and it is Mahomes in Arrowhead. But you know what? Screw it. I'm taking the Browns. I, I'm going to do it. Um, I don't even really know why. I'm just going to do it to be bold. Um, kind of go off the off the radar here. I think the Browns go into Arrowhead and get a win week one. Um, they've lost, I believe, eight. What is it? Like 18 consecutive openers, season openers. They're on like a it's it, it's an absolutely historic losing streak week one. Like the Browns cannot win week one. But again, all good things have to come to an end. They hadn't they hadn't made the playoffs in like <laughs> you know, now here we are. So I'm gonna take the Browns to go in Arrowhead, get the win. Call me a homer. Don't call me a homer. Do whatever you want. I don't care. I believe in this team. I think they win the game. Um, so now we're gonna go to our final. Sunday game before we'll actually we will be picking the Monday night game. Um, we are going to go to Jacksonville, where it's it's not the Jaguars. Everybody, we I I'm, we're not going to focus on the Jaguars and the Texans, but the Saints will be hosting the Packers out in Jacksonville um, due to the the situation going on down in New Orleans. So, uh, what are we thinking, guys? New home, new home place for the Saints, but they got a really tough ass. The MVP's walking in. So what do we think? Oh boy. Ooh, I am going to I'm gonna go with Packers just because I don't know what the Saints are right now. Um I just yeah, I'm gonna go the Packers. I just feel like that's probably the easier choice just because yeah, we just the Saints are a mixed bag right now. Um they don't have Michael. Thomas, Drew Brees is gone. We don't know what Jameis is yet. Uh, we, you know, we don't know if that one year of rest for him is, you know, proved to be worthwhile. Um, I feel like the Saints are going to be a team that is going to is going to be a team that we're going to have to watch as the season goes before I can make a, you know a solid uh, choice on them. So I'm going to go Green Bay here. Um, I'm going to go with New Orleans for the exact reason you went with Green Bay. I think the fact that they're such an unknown is scary for the Packers. Um, you don't know what to expect from Jameis Winston. You don't know what to expect from that receiving core. You don't know what to expect from that defense. There's so much unknown, but I still think it's a good roster, regardless of what we may not know watching. Um, so I think the Saints pulled out big upset, start off the season strong. I don't think it will continue, but I do think they'll get a pretty big win to start it off on Sunday. Um, I mean, I'm gonna, this is, I mean, this is an interesting game, but I don't really think this is going to be a very competitive one. I actually like the Packers and I like them by a lot. Um, I just, it, I mean, it's not the Superdome. I mean, it's not the same thing. This isn't going to be the same environment. I mean, I'm sure the Saints are still going to have a lot of fans come to pack the house, but you know, you know how those cheese heads move, you know, they get, they're going to get down to Jacksonville. Um, so I like the Packers. I just think they're just the better team top to bottom. I'm just not sold on the James Winston idea right now. Um, I believe he probably would be better. I'm just not quite sold on it. I have to really see it to believe it. So I'm going to take the Packers in this one. Um, simply just, I just think they're the better team. And I think the Saints are really going to hurt because they're not in that Superdome. So our final pick of the week uh, for this week Sands um, Owens picks, which I'm still trying to actually get from him, um, but we will get those probably for you momentarily. Um, is this? It's the Monday night game. 
uh, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens in Vegas, the Death Star. First uh, regular season game for the Raiders with fans at home. So, oh boy, what are we thinking? I'm really surprised that they made this the Monday night game. I would have switched this one with the Browns and Chiefs, but that's just me. Um, because the like Raiders, the old two Monday night concept. The old, yeah. they, sorry for cutting you off, but you know, when they no, you're fine, no, you're good. Last year's like, were they open it up with two Monday night games? I thought that was always games. fun. You always yeah. have an East Coast that starts a little bit earlier in that West Coast. Exactly. Right? West Coast, yeah. Um, kind of sucks that we only have one, but yeah, Ravens and Raiders. Back to you. Raiders are they're kind of like the Saints, but no, not Saints. They're kind of like the Steelers, where we don't know what they are and we don't know what they're gonna be in the future. And just that whole situation over there with Gruden and Derek Carr, and I don't know, man. The Raiders are just a mixed bag of pandora's box dude like you know you don't know what's in there so i'm gonna go the ravens just because i trust lamar um i feel like the raiders kind of missed their window to be something great having gruden and all of them there um so i'm gonna go the ravens here i feel like uh i, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a close game um but the raiders i just don't know enough about them right now i don't know what they are to really, again, kind of like earlier with the Saints, I don't know what they are right now, which could be, you know, good or bad, but I don't know, man. I just got a bad feeling about about uh, the Raiders, so I'm going to go the Ravens here. Um, I think I'm going to go with the Raiders here. Uh, last year, they opened up their stadium Monday night against New Orleans and shocked a lot of fans and just people around the league when they pretty handily beat them. I think they'll do the same thing. This Baltimore team's kind of reeling, you know, unfortunately because of all the injuries and they really don't have anything figured out. They have one more day to practice. I don't even know if they practice on Fridays, but I think they have one more day where they can practice and um, get all of that sorted out with their backfield and everything. But I just don't think it'll be enough time. Um, I do think Lamar has a good game, but I think Vegas pulls out an offset. This is actually – see, I mean, I don't really know where Kevin's going with this. I actually really like this as a Monday night game. And, I mean, I know exactly why they did it, because it's the first game in Vegas with fans. Exactly. But I think this matchup is really, really intriguing. Um, the Raiders don't play any defense. That is basically known, and they, they just they – <laughs> um, they did draft Trayvon Merrick to play safety for them, though, and I actually think that was a really good get for them. But – I'm actually – I'm going to take the Ravens in this one, and I'm solely going to take them because of Lamar Jackson. I mean, it pains me to say it because I don't – again, I'm a Browns fan. I don't I don't like Lamar Jackson, like not at all. But <laughs> I just – last year with the Saints, you know, Drew Brees wasn't really ever a threat. He never was a threat with his life, even when he was young. Um, and I think they were able to keep him contained, and they were able to keep the Saints offense contained. The Ravens now – I mean, Lamar Jackson – say what you want about whether he was running back one or not in the past. He's running back one now. Um, that is for sure. Um, he is going to be QB one and RB one. And I just, I'm not going to bet against him in this atmosphere. He loves, he loves it when the people don't like him in the stadium and we all know how Raider fans get. I'm just, I think he's going to put that S on his chest. He's going to put on his Cape. And I think he's just going to will the Ravens to a week one victory, but that is like the sole reason I'm doing it. The Raiders don't play defense, and they're going against the most lethal, the most explosive quarterback probably in the NFL behind Patrick Mahomes. So I'm going to take the Ravens. 
And that will close out um, the second part of our pick just the straight up picks. Again, I will, uh, I will get us Owens picks um, when we get them. Um, if we don't get them by the end of the broadcast or at the end of the, the end of the episode, um, we will make sure that uh, we include that to lead off next episode with kind of who Owen all had. Um, don't worry. He won't be left out. Um, I actually do have his picks for will they cover those. So before we get to the final part of the pick which is the upset special, we will go to, we'll go back to will they cover where, um, let's see, I got I to gotta pull up what Owen told me. He said that for the first two games, he believes that the team will cover. Um, so he's taking, he's taking the Steelers to cover. He's taking the Lions to cover. And then he's saying the Bears will not. So kind of like some of the grounds. He's the only one that's going to take the Steelers. Um, Manit is actually the only one that thinks the Lions will not cover against San Francisco. So, which is, might be, might be the right pick. And yeah, then honestly. <laughs> the Bears, I actually don't remember. I don't know where you went with that one, Manit. Did you think the Bears are going to cover or no? Wait for who? For Manit? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I don't remember what Manit said for the Bears one. I oh, write them down. Oh yeah, I said Rams. My bad. I he said Rams. So yeah, so we're all taking the Rams to cover against the Bears. Um, and then actually he has just kind of miraculously. Look at this. He has actually sent in the picks for the regular games. Um, he is taking. Um, no shocker here. He's going with the Niners over the Lions. He's taking the Seahawks over the Colts. He's going to take the Patriots over the Dolphins. He's going to take the Chiefs over the Browns, the Packers over the Saints, and then the Ravens over the Raiders. So those are Owen's picks for our audience back home. It does not look like we are going to be seeing Owen the rest of the night. Um, he will be back next week, but he's with us right now still in spirit. So we are going to go to the final segment of the pick This is where it gets kind of fun. This is the upset special. So you're going to find one game. Again, we use the FanDuel Sportsbook. That's where we get our odds from, just so everyone's using the same playing field. Um, you're going to find one game that was not involved in Will They Cover, and you're going to say that you think that that team's going to, you know, cover and or win the game. Um, you will get one point. If that team covers, you will get two points added to your pickup score if your upset special wins the game. So... Okay. Whenever you guys are ready, you guys can uh, – whichever one of you wants to go first. Yeah, I'm just looking on uh, Odd Shark right now. Let's see. What do I want here? Oh, the New York Giants in Denver. I'm going to go that one. I'm going to pick the Giants. They're a plus – yeah, it's plus and a, a point and a half. Uh, I feel like both of those teams are kind of just – they're trying to search for, you know, what – they are or whatever. Um, the Giants get Saquon back. Um, Denver, they are starting Teddy, so that may play a factor. Um, but yeah, I think I'm gonna go with that one. I, I think I think the Giants uh, will make that game interesting. A plug, a point and a half. Both 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 those teams are kind of just like how I said they're kind of you know we don't we don't really know they're definitely on the lower end of the um, of the pole. So I think it's going to be one of those weird games. It is a West Coast game, but I think it's going to be one of those weird games where, like, no one watches the game, but it ends up being a good game just because both the teams are kind of bad. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Giants on that one. 
Michael, you want to go ahead first? I'm looking at the Lions. Yeah, I mean, I'm actually kind of looking at him too. I actually, I just had to send over, I had to tell Owen that this is the part of the program that we are at. Um, I mean, I'm scrolling through. There's a lot of, there's a lot of numbers that I kind of like. Um, the one I think I'm going to go with, hmm, this is actually brutal because a lot of these, I actually don't kind of like the team to win necessarily. Um, but the one I'm going to go with, I'm going to go Chargers against the Washington football team. The line is currently set at one and a half on, on uh, FanDuel. Um, this game to me is kind of a pick em, So I'm just kind of – I'm actually kind of surprised Washington is favored, but it is at home. Um, even though Washington wins the game, I could see this game very well being like a one-point game. Um, but that's really the only thing that I can see that I really believe in. So I'm going to take the Chargers plus one and a half against the Washington football team. Unfortunately, this is a game we have already picked before. Um, it wasn't in the, it wasn't in the Willow cover, but I do like the Raiders plus four and a half at home with the crowd behind them. I like them to cover that and win. Um, but yeah, I think the Raiders are going to have a big game. So, I mean, there it is. I mean, he's got three points on the line right now for the Raiders. Like, I mean, if the Raiders win, he gets three points. Um, massive numbers being put out here on week one. And the uh, full ones at that. Um, again, we are still waiting for um, Owen to get back to me about his upset special pick, but um, probably will not get it by the end of the episode. We will make sure that we update um, all of you guys next episode with who we picked. Um, We'll make sure he doesn't cheat. Don't worry about it. Um, but so, yeah. So just to recap for the upset specials, Kevin has the Giants plus one and a half against Denver. Um, I have the Chargers plus one and a half against the football team. And then Manit has the Raiders plus four and a half against the Ravens, as well as he is taking the Raiders outright. I mean, when you predict the upset special, you are taking them to win outright. But if they do win outright, you will get two points. If they simply cover, you will get one. Obviously, if they don't cover, you don't get any points. But who's the wiser? So that's going to wrap up our first episode of the new season of the Pylon. We are so excited to be back. I'm so excited to be back. I know these guys are really excited. Um, we are. We are. I'm really excited for week one. I'm ready to watch some football. Um, and I know these guys are too. So any last words, gentlemen? Um, I'm just happy to be back. Hopefully we're in the studio next week or whatever, or whenever we record next. So um, I'm glad to be back full force in the NFL. Week one, baby, is finally here after months of waiting. Um, I'm just glad football in general is back, both college and NFL. But, um, yeah, man, I'm ready for a hype season. I think now is probably the first time I can probably watch the season and not really worry about the Lions. I know that they're going to be bad. <laughs> so I can kind of freely, freely watch the games and not, you know, worry about oh, the Lions lost. Oh no. Like my day's ruined. You know, I can, I can just be, um, peaceful. be a real fan. So yeah, exactly peaceful, <laughs> you know, if the Lions win, then so be it. They oh, win. Well. But if, but, if, but if they lose, I'm like, oh, okay. I, I kind of expected that. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a peaceful time, peaceful time. Yeah, I agree. I'm excited for football to be back. Oh my god, I missed it so much. Too long in off season. It always is. Yeah, yeah, but it always is. I'm gonna have red zone turned on at one, ready to go. So I'm excited. 
Yeah. I mean, that, so yes, I, uh, I'm very excited to, I mean, all everyone out here, you know, where I will be 425 on Sunday, I will be glued to my bed. Uh, that is really the only thing I have to sit on here in my apartment, but I will be watching every single minute of the Browns game and win or lose. I just, you know, I'm just so happy that they're back and I'm going to be so happy to see fans back in the stands because they really make the whole experience worthwhile. So that's going to do it for us here tonight uh, for the week one edition and season preview edition of the pile on season two. Like I said, I'm looking forward to a really great season. I know these guys are too. We will be back at it next week. Hopefully Owen is back. Um, we kind of, we kind of lost him there, but hopefully he gets back and we will have week one recaps and we will do all the week two previews for you. So we will see you then. Uh, good night, everybody. <laughs>